The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Shohei Otani is getting paid big money, at least right now it's speculation, but we're going to talk about his contract that could be coming up. And the NHL playoffs are still going on. We're going to talk about the best and worst from that. And also the NBA playoffs, best and worst from them as well, because there are a lot going on there in the playoff realm. And we want to talk about a win streak in a sport that doesn't get a whole lot of eyes, but we're going to talk about it anyways, because it is a win streak worth mentioning and it's my favorite team. We'll also talk about some NCAA QB battles that are going to be coming up this summer as it's starting to move into the summer football and starting to get closer to, to fall. We're going to have to see those battles. We're going to talk about some of the biggest battles and who we think will be able to win those battles today on Rising to the Occasion. to the occasion. We are so excited to have you and we're excited to be able to talk about some more sports and even bouncing back to what seems like the best time of the year right now, which is the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs going on at the same time. And then we're also able to kind of jump over and talk about MLB right now and college baseball. Uh, and it, it seems like right now college baseball is one to really talk about because uh, it's starting to get towards that part of the season where you kind of are starting to see a little bit more layout. Uh, we're not going to be talking about college baseball today, but we're going to make sure to do that whenever Blake's on with us because he's more of a baseball guy anyways. But uh, we'll go ahead and give a shout-out to his Auburn Tigers anyways because they just had a huge matchup against LSU. So shout-out to see the Auburn Tigers and, and Blake over there with the rest of those War Eagle fans. But before we get into our episode today, let's start off by mentioning one of our favorite sponsors, and that is Growthrow. Growthrow is an amazing site that you can go to and you can place bets. I know what you're saying, you're saying, but I'm not allowed to sports bet in the state that you live in. But guess what? Growthrow is not a sports book. It's not a, an app that you download to your phone that tracks your location or anything. It is simply just betting against other sports bettors. It's a community. It's not a sports book at all. It is a community where you can go and bet against other people who place bets on the same games that you want to place bets on. So it's, it's an amazing uh, site to go to. Uh, you can use it on your phone. Extremely easy to use. Uh, it's extremely fluent. Uh, I, I just won like 240 bucks on there last night for some simple bets. I uh, bet the over on uh, the Kraken Dallas game, which was an easy one to hit. I feel like that one, you can just smash that five and a half over every time because they're going to hit it. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of games on there. You can go to NHL, NBA, uh, the NFL, whenever it comes up, MLB, you name it. Most of the sports are on there. Uh, it's an amazing site to use, an amazing community. Uh, you simply bet against other bettors, and you don't, you don't bet a single penny. You don't pay a single penny unless you lose. So just don't lose, and you never, you never have to pay any money. It's the amazing thing about them. You don't pay any extras for any kind of VIG or anything like that like you do with these sports books. Uh, we love them. So if you go to brothrow.com slash risingto, you can sign up today. You can only sign up by invitation right now, so click on that link, brothrow.com slash risingto, and you can sign up today completely free. Like I said, you don't pay a dime unless you lose. So sign up, you can bet, and that also adds you to our group where you can bet directly against us here at Rising to the Occasion. 
Uh, today I am not alone. I am joined here in the studio by my great co-host, Jeremy. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. You really got me excited for Bro Thrive. Seriously, after the podcast, I'm probably going to hop on and see what the heck's going on tonight. Yeah, you're going to have to check out some of the action. And even if not, I know a lot of times you can even jump forward and yeah. kind of see what other games are going on tomorrow night, all kinds of stuff. And the big thing is, who doesn't love free? I mean, come yeah. on. How, what, can, what more can you ask for? I mean, outside of money i mean but you gotta go through the system of course but yeah. i mean i mean bro throw is so easy it's obviously there's it's not like DraftKings, and like you mentioned you can literally do it in any state and it is honestly becoming one of my favorite things that i've honestly been hopping on to yeah because like you don't pay bro throw a dime unless you choose to, to tip them for their amazing services which i've done because yeah. they really are amazing um but you know it's it's simply you jump on there if you lose a bet you pay the other person through Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, whatever you sign up with on there. I recommend signing up with all of them on there because then you just see more bets. Yeah. Uh, so if somebody has the same payment method, uh, otherwise just stick with whatever you're comfortable with. Venmo is the easiest one to use on there, though, because they have a great integration. Definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know uh, I'm not going to say numbers on air, but I told you, you know, kind of what I was making on there. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like I said before, you can find suckers on there yeah. that are betting an under in a crack in Dallas game. How could so, you? I mean, just suckers. I know. Uh, and for you who are betting against me out there, and you're, you're placing these unders that are just crazy, uh, I, I hope you understand how much of a sucker you are. But I still love you because you're giving me money. But... Man, let's get into it because we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll, start, we'll first start, start off by talking about Shohei Otani, an amazing contract that we're looking at. And like I said, right now, I believe it is just uh, it is just speculation from the numbers. But Shohei Otani's numbers are looking pretty good. You had them pulled up. Do you still have them? Yes, I still do. With them. According to ESPN, it says Shohei Otani to make MLB record $65 million in 2023 per Forbes. And that's obviously, of course, including in, yeah. including endorsement deals. Then um, I'll just read the main article. Shohei Otani is expected to make a Major League Baseball record $65 million for the 2023 season, including endorsements according to the annual list published by Monday by Forbes, making the Los Angeles Angels two-way standout the highest-paid player in the sport. Yeah, and I know we're kind of late to the game talking about yeah. his, you know, how much he's making because he is bringing in a bag. Oh, uh, you know, the highest paid in the MLB. Uh, I mean, but I wanted to ask you: Do you think Shohei is worth it? In my honest opinion, yes. Like, look at what he's done for the team and just his overall career and what he's done in the MLB. I mean, Shohei Otani is definitely not a dude to sleep on. I mean. Whether he's on the on the mound or if he's on got a bat in his hand, I mean, you see Shohei Otani launching moonshots almost every other game is what it feels like. I mean, take it for granted all these new rules that the MLB has put out, but still, I mean, just the way he's performed and just his overall layout and his feel for the game and his love for the game overall is just truly, in my mind, unbelievable. And it just it goes to show how much that he's worth, in my honest opinion, worth the money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he's worth the money because of multiple reasons. For one, I think he is the greatest baseball player alive right now. Really? Uh, I mean, like you said, he's not just up on the mound. Mm -hmm. He's doing it two ways for you. And how many guys can do that, but not just do it, but do it at the level he's doing? I think he brings so much value to the team. Right. Uh, do I have a number that I would place on Shohei Otani? No, but what I do if I'm management, if I am... Whoever it is that's writing the checkbooks for him is I'm going to to Shohei and I'm saying, 
you fill this checkout and let us know <laughs> how much it is that we have to pay you to keep you. Definitely. And we're going to do what we can to make sure that we get as close to that number as we possibly can. And I don't think you let a player like that go. No. Um, because no one player is not going to win you a championship. A, a championship. He's not going to win you a game, really, right. uh, necessarily. Yeah. But Shohei is, is constantly throwing 95 to 102 mm. at a constant rate. And he doesn't slow down. I mean, no. I think I think he's the most durable player that I can recall. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's it's, it's just the level that he's doing it to. I, I, I think he is really, I don't think you can put a price on him. So personally, I'm saying he's worth it because he's a, a player that you can't let go. Mm-hmm. Now, if it becomes an issue where you're just not able to play the pay the other guys around him, Either you, you ask them, like, well, what, what means more to you, winning a championship or just getting the money? Because we've, we've got to pay Shohei what he's worth. Definitely. Uh, you know, do you, do, you, do you tell that to guys, like, well, he's worth more than you? Or do they just understand that? And I think that's kind of where he plays into Yeah, it. I mean, you don't want to obviously say that, but give the guys know in the locker room, it's, it's coming down to that situation. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I kind of compare, when you're, when you're talking about how much somebody's getting paid, I compare it a lot to... You, you look at the greatest to ever play whatever sport they're in, the respective sport, and one that comes to my mind, and one that I wish more would, would try to take after, is Tom Brady. Because, you know, we think of Tom Brady, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, possibly one of the greatest football players, if you want to just broaden it up, I think you could say he's one of the, one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest of all time, in all of football. Yeah. So, how... Or, you know, what makes him so great? And it's because of how many rings he has. He has more rings than he has fingers on one hand. No that is that is how you know he is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that he's one of the greatest. And he didn't just do it with, with one team. No. He proved those those haters wrong by going to another team. But how was Brady able to do that? And you could say that he was surrounded by talent. But was it just that the teams that he was on had such a high cap? cap uh, you know, cap space. Yeah, to, to be able to pay... Guys, just ridiculous amounts of money. No, they they had extra cap space because Tom said, "I'll take a pay cut if you can get this guy on my team. I'll take a pay cut to make sure that they're getting paid what they deserve too." Because I'm not one of these games alone. Mm-hmm. But instead, you see guys like Lamar a, demanding a, an extremely high amount, and no no disrespect to these guys because I think sometimes, like in Lamar's situation, he does deserve to get paid. Right. Jalen, uh, you know, Jalen hurts. I think he deserves to get paid. But I, I was really hoping to see. Jalen saying, "No, I don't. I don't need that money. I need my players to get paid. Right. You know, because I'm not the one that won that championship. No. I'm not the one that, that got us to the Super Bowl. No. But this team did, Definitely. and I need them to get paid. But on the other hand, I think Jalen's case is a little bit different, where his teammates were stepping up and saying, "No, I'll take a pay cut so he can get paid." Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a little bit of a different situation. I was really hoping to see a, a little bit of a, a humble, uh, you know, a, a humble Jalen come out that we know. Because right. it's not the first time that that's happened, but yeah. I wish more more players would take that out of Tom's playbook. Because what we see constantly is we see players strive to be like the greatest, and they strive to be like Tom Brady, uh, and they don't have any expectations to reach his greatness, but they strive to be like Tom Brady because of how great he is. So why not take that play out of his playbook and understand that he didn't win these championship games so by I taking all this money and demanding more money? Yeah, definitely. I mean. Looking at it, like like what you mentioned, Josh, there's been a lot of controversy between, obviously, the Lamar situation. Like you mentioned, no disrespect to him whatsoever, but, I mean, overall, when it comes down to the comes down to the season, whether you want to 
you want to play just for the money or if you want to play to get a championship and a and the Vince Lombardi trophy. I mean, you got to step back and think about it a little bit. Like, yeah, money is fantastic. That's what you live for and what we all obviously live for. But, I mean, coming at at the end of the day, I'm in a situation where I'd rather win a championship with my entire teammates and have equal pay. And if I have to take a pay cut, I take that pay cut. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I, it kind of cracked me up whenever Lamar said this is a business decision. Yeah. I, I got to provide for my family. Dude, you're regardless, you're making millions of dollars and one of the highest paid to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to demand that much money, I think that's a little too far. Might be stepping out of your boundaries there because you're not making $80,000. You're making Mil. millions. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're talking much more than that and way too much to be talking about. You, you need a business decision, decision to provide for your family. I think you're going to pro provide for your family and then some. Uh, and Definitely. much better than I could provide for my family. So, uh, you know, I think thinking we need to slow down with using that kind of terminology. But, Definitely. like I said, yeah, I, agree. I agree with you. No disrespect to, to Lamar or any of these players that are getting paid. I think it, it's great for them. You know, if you can get paid more, don't don't stop. No. Keep, on, keep on getting keep paid going. Yeah. But not to be selfish and, and kind of expect to do more, but in Shohei's, uh, you know, Shohei kind of going back to his, his bag and what he's bringing in, I think Shohei does deserve that. If, if you got to take a player that deserves money, a player like that, that that adds that much value to your team because mm -hmm. he is going to he is going to take the Angels a step up higher because of how much he's able to do for them because he's playing so well on offense and defense. Uh, you just don't get that. No, just even look at him. It looks like he's not even breaking a sweat. No. He's literally just he's literally looking like he is in practice, just cash, just throwing it. That even during BP. I mean, seriously, he's he's got a gift. Yeah, yeah I mean, he is, he's a phenomenal player. And, uh, he plays at such a high level that I think he deserves that money. Definitely. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, and, and for those wondering, too, I, I do apologize. I know it's unprofessional for me to be looking at my phone, but I don't have my laptop tonight, so we're using the phone, all right? So yeah, you, you got to improvise. You guys can just take a chill, uh, all right? Just sit back and uh, let me do my thing. But let's jump over to the NHL playoffs. You and I love the NHL playoffs. We've been paying a lot of attention to them. Definitely. And it has been incredibly fun to watch the NHL playoffs uh, this year. You know, we've got, first we'll start off with Friday night, leave off where we where we left off, uh, I guess pick up where we left off. Uh, Friday night we had the Devils, Canes. The Canes were able to beat them 6-1. to one. Yeah. Uh, If we're able to back it, I don't know if I said it on the show or not, but I know I said it to at least Britain uh, if I didn't say it to you, but we think back to what the Devils did against the Rangers in round one. Yeah. Lose 5-1. to one. Lose 5-1. to one. I said it wouldn't surprise me if they lose 5-1 to tonight. They lost 6-1. to one. Yeah. So, you know, very similar situation. You know, and let's jump forward to last night on Sunday night and what they were able to do then. Oh, you know, and man. Do, do you ever see a team bounce back the way that the Devils are able to? No. Because they did this against the, the, the Rangers, and then they do it again last night. They bounced back for those who didn't catch it. They won 8-4. to four, Just putting up ungodly numbers. And uh, what hurt. started off like what it felt like was going to be a big comeback because they started off shot after shot, getting mm -hmm. those shots on goal, and they just didn't stop. They just kept on attacking. Exactly. I mean, take it for granted, the New Jersey Devils, they're – they're definitely a team not to sleep on. Yeah, Akira Schmidt didn't have the greatest of two games for the start of the series, of course, with the Canes. But, I mean, every goalie's not going to have a phenomenal game every single night. Yeah, they're going to play to their full potential, but they're not going to win every single game. I mean, then, obviously, they did what they did in the New Jersey, I mean, the New York Rangers series. Vanacek started, then they put in Schmidt, then Schmidt became lights out. 
then after these first two games, you see Akira Schmidt have struggling first two games, and they put in Banachek, and now he's doing the same exact same as Akira Schmidt did. Yeah, from a team standpoint, that's exactly what you want. Exactly. You want to be able to rely on both guys. Exactly. You don't want to rely on Akira Schmidt for the entire playoffs. No. You don't want to wear him out for the entire playoffs. Same no. thing for Banachek. To, to see them be able to play off each other like that, to bounce back and forth, that was that was amazing to see, and I'm really I'm really happy for Akira Schmidt for doing what he did, but I'm happy for for Vanacek being able to come back in uh, with his squad and be able to kind of see the the do the duo that they have there. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong, Akira Schmidt's a great goalie. Yeah, he's 22 years old. He's a rookie. He's still got a lot of hockey ahead of him, and he's got a heck of a career coming in his life. But I mean, Vanacek has been the starting goalie for the majority of the season with the New Jersey Devils. Then coming towards playoffs, yeah, we had the rough spurt, like I mentioned, but I mean, it's going to happen. You're not going to be perfect in every single game, like I mentioned. But now that Vanacek's back in net, he's getting comfortable again with the boys, then it's going to be a fun series. And honestly, in my opinion, I think this honestly could be another Game 7 series. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt it one bit. Uh, and the way, the way that that game was going, too, man, it was, uh, I think it was 7-2. to two. And the Hurricanes came out two shorthanded goals on the same power play. Mm -hmm. Two shorthanded goals. I was like, man, that this could get smart. scary. Yeah. This could get really scary because they still had like 13 minutes left mm -hmm. in the third period. And I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't count these guys out. No. And they were able to do that, but then they got into penalty trouble, which is understandable in that situation. You have to play physical in that situation. Mm -hmm. But they still fought back to the very end, made it a very close, close for a minute until... New Jersey was able to kick on the Jets, put in that eighth goal, and kind of pull away yeah. and just keep the puck. Uh, they were able to play defense, play you know, just keep keep the puck away uh, and, and waste the rest of the time. And not to mention, Luke Hughes got some nice time too with his brother yeah. Jack Hughes. That's always fun to have a brother play against. Him. I mean, Jack, he had a game. Oh man! Uh, just he went off. I think he had five, five. points. Yeah. Uh, four or five points, but I'm pretty sure he had five points five. in that game. Yeah. Uh, and two goals, I think. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, just an amazing game from him. Uh, and you love to see the best play their best in the in the brightest moments like that too. So huge shout out to Jack uh, and uh, really the, the Devils for being able to bounce back like this. And like you said, I, I, I agree with you. I think they could push this to a game seven. Uh, and I don't count either of these teams out. Like I said before, I'm kind of rooting for the Canes because I got that future on them. Right. But I would love to see the Devils be able to kind of pull this off and keep on going, especially I, since they knocked my team out. You know, I got to kind of root for them. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Patrick Kane keeps hitting the post, but I mean. Don't get me wrong. The New Jersey, I mean, the New York Rangers. They looked like from the get-go they were gonna sweep the series. They honestly, did. then like you mentioned, the New Jersey Devils just kicked it, kicked into gear, and then all of a sudden it was just. I, w I don't want to say smooth sailing because obviously it was anything but smooth sailing yeah. for the entire series. But I mean, overall, at the end of the day, it was a heck of a series. And congratulations, obviously, New Jersey making it on to the second round, going here. And did they play tonight? Uh, or they no, played tomorrow. They played yesterday, so I think they'll play tomorrow, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. Patrick couldn't hit the post because Akira Schmidt was just keeping it that far away from the net. Yep. Uh, so, you know, it was just it was insane to see how, how well he played in that series. Um, but And it sucks that he's come, he's bouncing down. But, you know, but I, I see him coming back in. If they're able to get past this series, I, th I see him coming back in Definitely. to play and split that time Definitely. with Vanacek for sure. But uh, jumping on Saturday night's uh, game the game slate was just one game. We had the Oilers, Golden Knights, which they played tonight. Uh, so I think they might actually be going on right now. Or, uh, so they, they might already be playing. 
yeah. which I wish we would have we had that plan while we were while we were going, but uh, maybe maybe that's better so we're not distracted. Yeah, but no kidding. Oilers, Golden Knights. Uh, we saw the Golden Knights come out and just really run the tape, uh, and and it, it seemed like they had it in control the entire time. Even though Drysaddle was able to score four goals, uh, they weren't able to pull ahead. Uh, the, I think there was an open net goal to make it six to four in that game. Mm-hmm. We really need to see more from Connor, uh, from uh, McDavid. Yeah. Uh, you know, so to see McDavid kind of have these slow starts in these series, he started this way in the first round, uh, and to see him having having that that slow start, he had two two assists, but you need to see him kind of you know making better shots and finding better selections. Uh, you know, congrats on the on the two assists. That's great. You were able to help your team, but you know, Drysaddle was doing it all. It felt like uh, so they were they went down one one, but on Saturday night. The, the Oilers came back. They were able to do some more. Mm-hmm. We see McDavid get a little more involved there. Yeah. Uh, they were able to pull it out, tie that series one to one. Yeah. I mean, looking at the score, I mean, the score is five to one from the um, obviously the Oilers' perspective. I mean, from that perspective, they just want to keep putting on the gas pedal and showing the the Vegas Golden Knights. This isn't going to be a cakewalk. No. That I mean, either team. No, either team. I mean, you look at both sides of the, of the team. Obviously, like we mentioned before, for the Edmonton Oilers, you got Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and then, like you mentioned, Drysaddle with having four goals the other night. I mean, have a day. Holy cow. I mean, what more can you really ask for? I mean, it's already hard enough to score one goal, but you put four pucks in the net at the same game? Holy cow. Yeah, him man. and Pavelski both having the same exact outcome. Literally. Pavelski, at least, was able to push push his team into, playoff, or into the overtime. In but, you know, Drysaddle's still doing the same thing, getting it really close and putting your team in position mm-hmm. and just not being able to do it. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I think I said this already, but I'll say it again. If it goes to seven, I'm picking the Oilers. But if it's if it's only six games, I think the Knights have it. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a tight race. Uh, another really fun one uh, is the Leafs-Panthers. And uh, it's it's not one that I, I think Everyone is expected. what we expected because – the Leafs had a lot of expectations. Can you get past the first round? There's this huge narrative about you haven't been past the first round in 19 years. Yeah, 20 years yeah. almost. So, I mean, it's been forever, and we need to see them get past the first round, and we don't think they can do it. There's all this narrative, and they're able to beat a very good Lightning team that killed them in the first game. Oh, and then we're able to run the table the rest of the way through, uh, and they were able to, to come, up, come away with it and, and make it past the first round. And the Panthers, on the other hand, they didn't have any shot, and they had nothing to lose against Boston. No. So they make it past Boston, and we expected the, the Leafs to be able to compete against the Panthers because they have no expectations now. Mm-hmm. You made it past the first round. You have all the weight has been lifted off your shoulders. Just play good hockey. Exactly. Go ahead. No, no but I mean, you, you expect that from them, and they just weren't able to do it uh, three games down. Now you're 3-0. The Panthers are really close from being able to sweep in my honest opinion, with how we've watched Florida play, they can easily sweep the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know, obviously, Toronto, they a lot of the fans are really cocky, and obviously, you've probably seen on social media the chance that we want Florida. I mean, <laughs> you can say all you want, but you look at the series right now, you guys have honestly been shutting up for what I've seen. I mean, you guys have been playing good potential hockey, but, I mean, looking at the end of the day in the scorecard, you guys are finding a way to win the game. I mean, Florida seems to have the same game plan all three of these games, too. And yeah. I think they did the same thing against Boston, too. Just sit back, let them let them work whatever they're going to work on offense. And it feels like they're getting a feel 
for the game and then just coming out swinging. Definitely. And then once you see that that switch flip, it seems like it's all Florida from there on. So the Panthers, shout out to them. I mean, that's huge. You guys are definitely proving everybody wrong in the NHL right now. Well, and the way that the Panthers are playing right now, and especially against the Leafs, because the Leafs are good. Yeah. They've got a star-studded team. We've, we've brought up uh, Matthew Nyes being able to step in. And he's, he's been playing well, too. And, you know, they... Uh, you know they they have a team that is Stanley Cup worthy easily. If, if they won this year, it wouldn't surprise me. I know Britton brought them up as one of his favorites earlier in the season, right before the playoffs, yeah. and and that wasn't a crazy take. You know, so that it's a team that we think that could win it all. And the Panthers, who really had no shot probably a, a month and a half ago, had no shot in even making the playoffs, let alone beating Boston. Yeah, the 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 best regular season team ever to have done it and they beat them and, and go on and now they're winning 3-0 in this series yeah like he said I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they swept them I, I think I see the Leafs taking one game but the way that Florida's winning right now or, you know the way they're playing right now mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if they not only pull away from this series but it wouldn't surprise me if they make it to that Stanley Cup final and looking at the rest of the, the rest of the teams in there and how everybody else is playing Nobody else has a chip on their shoulder the way that the Panthers do. Not at all. It wouldn't surprise me to see Florida win it all. Easily. And looking going in the series, they have home ice advantage this upcoming schedule. I mean, they've obviously put the first two games in Toronto, then they shut the entire crowd crowd of Toronto up with how much they could light the lamp. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been crazy. But the other game that's been very fun to watch is Stars Crack. And if you like to see scoring, oh, man. like I said a moment ago, just hit that over because they are scoring points, and it's all in one period. Uh, because I think game one, I was sitting there thinking, all right, let's watch this game. Four to two in the first period, mm-hmm. and I hit the over just like that. Lucky second, you. The second game was a little tighter. They were able to squeeze out the six points and give me the over. Third game. 0-0 after the first period last night, and... You start to get scared? Uh, no, not really, because I felt like this is... Give it time. You know, give it time. I think there are two periods with these two teams and their offenses. Uh, I feel bad for Jake Ottinger because oh, man. he's so good, but... He just can't just, get help. He, he can't get help, and the Kraken are so fast, mm-hmm. and they're so good. The chemistry is unlike unlike any other team really right now. They're um, honestly playing like they've been 10-year bets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun to watch them. And right now, I mean, the way that things are playing out right now, I kind of want to pick the Kraken versus Florida. Florida. That would be a really good series, honestly, if I mean, about it. Two great insane. firepower teams, great transitioning, great eye coordination. And Well, uh, last night, I believe it was 5-2 to two in the second period. So, you know, first period, 0-0. Zero to zero. Second period alone. Five to two, the Kraken came out just swinging, uh, and even even the shots that they were, you know, the the goals that they were allowing up from Dallas just didn't seem like Dallas ever got gained any traction. No. Um, they were able to kill them in that game. Uh, do you have the, the final score for that one? Yeah, game? the final score was seven to two. Seven to two. So I mean, just and think about this. Shot wise, Dallas beat them by four shots, yeah. twenty nine to twenty five. Well, and and it's shots that you watch uh, Grubauer and how he's how he's making mm. some of these stops. He's probably the most fun goalie to watch in these oh, playoffs easily. right now because watch what he's doing. It's really fun to watch it because there will be one high. And instead of just watching it go over his head, he'll jump and bat it up. Yeah, his. exactly. He'll, he'll like do these fun little spins and everything, and he, you can tell he's having fun. He's That's enjoying fun. his time playing playoff hockey, and I love to see that from him. And I love to see this team who, again, was another team that we all counted out. But 100%. the way that the Kraken are winning right now, 
is very similar to what I've, I was talking about with the Golden Knights earlier. They're not quite doing it the same way um, because I think the Golden Knights sit back, let you wear yourself out, where the Kraken just don't have a, a limit to their stamina. They just keep on going and they don't stop. It's just all go. Yeah, I mean they're they're young enough too, where it just it just doesn't matter. Definitely. Um, so I mean, seeing seeing their their anti, uh, I think they've got Goodrow. Uh, John, not Johnny Goodrow, but uh, uh, I'm uh, trying to think of who who that star is. He he had an amazing game last night too, but I uh, I always think he looks like Braden. Uh, <laughs> and and if, if Braden ends up watching this, he's he's gonna wonder what the heck I'm talking about. Yeah, but exactly. I'll have to. It's gonna bug me until I figure it out. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they've just been having an amazing, amazing series, uh, an amazing playoffs so far. So, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me the way that these two sides are playing right now. I'm kind of rooting for a a Kraken Panthers uh, Stanley Cup right now, even though that would kill my that would kill my futures. Oh, but I mean that would be really fun to see these two teams that are so unlikely to be there. Yeah, um, my but, bracket's already gone, but what else do we have to lose? Yeah, why not? Why not just root for the best? best playoffs we can imagine. Exactly. But we didn't quite quite get into it. What's your best uh, and worst for the NHL playoffs right now? Ooh. My best is honestly seeing how Florida's playing right now. Honestly. Like, like when we just obviously got done talking about, they're playing unbelievable. And it's just goes to show you how much you shouldn't sleep on one single team when it comes to for the NHL playoffs. But going on the worst side of it, is the Toronto side and just what we expected to see, which was a role reversal, maybe a 3 on the Toronto way. But, I mean, they haven't honestly looked good, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought for sure this was going to be a 4-1 Toronto. That was Easily. kind of what my pick was before this, this series started. Yeah. I was being generous. I gave them 3-2. to two. Yeah. yeah. Or 4-2, I mean, excuse me. Yeah, I, I just I, I didn't expect this at all. And I, the way, like I said, the way the Panthers are playing – I kind of smell a broom coming out, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what brooms are supposed to smell like, but that's definitely what it smells like. I don't know. Either, uh, they're going to start sweeping up, but no, I, 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 I'm for my best. I'm taking that Devils Canes matchup because I think it's just such a great matchup. And like I said, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Devils push this into a game seven. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's a really fun matchup to see. Uh, so that's my best, just because I'm seeing how the Devils are able to bounce back in that game three, and I really smell them cooking something up to be able to bounce back in a game four again uh, and, and really make something of, of this series. Uh, so that's my best. And I agree with you. I think Toronto is my worst because, like I said, you have all of the expectations have been lifted off of you. Mm-hmm. All that weight that was on your shoulders in that first round that you can't win a first round. No. That's off. Drop it. Just play good hockey. That's all you have to do now. Play together as a team. But – they're not doing that, and I don't know what it is that's that's gotten into them. I don't know if they wore themselves out in the first round. I can't tell you, but you played an amazing first round, and you just gave up. Uh, and and I don't see the same firepower. I don't see, uh, you know, I, I don't see your your stars stepping up and making the plays that they need to. Um, so I mean, I just I, I I that's the Toronto takes my worst. Remember, Josh. Honestly, Toronto hasn't made it past the first pl- first round in nineteen to twenty years. Yeah. They might not even know what the heck to do in the second round, so they might have to take a take a book out and see what the heck they even need to do. Well, I mean, the Panthers have been the same way in a lot of a lot of senses in recent years because they they've been expected. You know, there's been several years here in the recent recent uh, playoffs yeah. where they get in there and they're kind of expected to make a big run and they they just flop. Yeah. And so, yeah. Do you think this is a good time to say that Florida finally has the monkey off their back? 
Yeah. It, might, it might be. I mean, just because I think they had no expectations. Yeah. And maybe that's that's what they needed. Yeah, definitely. Because where they usually come in as a one or two seed, they just came in as, as a barely squeezing in as an eight seed over there in the East. And they're, they're squeezing, you know, they're, they're working their way up. They're also playing like a two seed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so, I mean, just a playoffs that we, a second round that has become interesting. Uh, and that's kind of what draws it in to make it so fun to watch. And I think it's going to even out. I think the one game is the only one you're going to see uh, be so lopsided, or I guess the one series. But the rest of them are so tight, and I could see I could see several of them. The, the rest of them really going to six or seven games easily. Uh, you know, because I think I think New Jersey and uh, Carolina. I think I see that one going to seven games. Yeah. Uh, and then if we're talking Oilers Golden Knights, the way it's playing out right now, I see that one going to a six or seven. Who? Uh, Oilers, 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 Golden Knights. Who do you got? Uh, Like I said, I think Oilers if it's in seven, if they push it to a seven. uh, Golden Knights if they keep it in six. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm seeing there. And for the Leafs Panthers, I see this in five tops. Easily. Uh, I just don't see how the Leafs can bounce back from this. And the Stars cracking, I can see going in six. Uh, And I I really am feeling the cracking pulling out in that one. Yeah. I just haven't seen enough from the Stars defense, which honestly has been good. I know we talk a lot about their offense, but their defense has been good. Yeah. And Jake Ottinger is, is an amazing goalie. you got to remember they've also had some injury trouble this last couple of games. They yeah. have. They have. I um, can't remember who exactly was. Took a puck right to the lip. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was painful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I, I expect more from Dallas. I think they push it to six. Um, but I, I, I think the Kraken might be able to win it in, in six, though. Yeah. Uh, so, But still, game six and game seven, that, that's what makes it a fun playoffs because they're, they're pushing these to the end of the series. But let's jump over to the NBA playoffs. Um, so first we have Miami, New York. Uh, that's Miami leading at two to one. Uh, Philly Celtics tied at two two. Uh, Philly had an amazing game, really all because of James Harden again. Right. I think uh, Al Horford really shut down uh, Joel Embiid down yeah. down low and wasn't able to. He wasn't able to get to his spot to start where he usually starts and, right. and be able to finish. Uh, so a huge game four for them to be able to tie that one up. Uh, Denver Suns is tied at 2-2, and Lakers Warriors, L.A. came ahead 2-1 with a big win. Uh, so we kind of see that. But, uh, you know, as of right now, I guess I'm, I'm not going to dive too much into the NBA, because into the playoffs, because I I think it's been a really fun, probably the, the most fun uh, second round that I've experienced in a long time, the best second round that I've experienced in a long time in the NBA. Definitely. Um, but really, I, don't, I just don't know where to start, so let's just start off with your best in the NBA. Oh man, that's just hard. All the playoffs sponsored, like you said, have yeah, been fun. Have. I mean, if I had to honestly pick, I know this is going to sound a little lame, but I mean, the Lakers-Golden State series, this is honestly becoming really, really fun to watch. And don't get me wrong, this entire NBA playoffs has been really fun to watch, but I mean, the battle, of course, between Steph and LeBron, of course, everyone was anticipating that. But it's honestly becoming a really, really good shooting battle between, obviously, you got Steph Curry and Draymond, and uh, on the other side, of course, LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, it's it's honestly becoming really, really fun to watch. Yeah, to see Anthony Davis step into the role, I, I definitely think that one has to be ranked at the top. Easily. Uh, for my best, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just switch it up a little bit and go over to the Miami. Ooh. Um, because, yeah, I mean, with Jimmy Buckets, New York, we don't really expect them to, to do anything. But Miami, coming off of that win against Milwaukee and doing what they did, Jimmy Bucket's playing outstanding playoff, uh, bat, you know, playoff basketball right now. And then you also 
look, you know, Kyle Lowry has been going off. He's been playing great. We kind of counted them out, especially whenever Hero goes down. And they, they had a few injuries where, where even Jimmy Buckets was out and they still won without him and stuff like that. that uh, or, or I guess uh, in this series, uh, we, we see Jimmy Buckets go down and they, and they kept it really close where the Knicks really had to fight to win uh, mm-hmm. without Jimmy putting up 50 points. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think... We, we both have a series. First you, that, now me. We both have a series that really likes to talk to us exactly. a lot. But uh, I'm going to have to figure out how to shut that off on my computer. Mine, mine does it almost every day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it just happened to us over when we were just now on the No Credentials podcast. I guess i got to make it two for two for us tonight. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Miami has just surprised everybody. So they're kind of that underdog. To see an eight seed doing this well, I would really love to see them go one more round, make it to that conference championship really game. Cool. And... I think they can compete with anybody right now, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just seeing the way that they're able to do it, and if they are able to make it and, and make that conference championship f- a fun one, it's going to really prove this play-in uh, oh, tournament yeah. to be really, really, really useful. Uh, because it's, it's going to allow teams to get in that maybe should be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Miami was my best. Uh, for my worst, it's really hard because I don't think any of these are worse. You know, I don't think any of these are bad. Uh, you know, and to look at all of these, this second round has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I think for my worst, I'm just, I'm not getting the excitement out of the Denver Suns game that I expected to. So that's what I'm going to put as my worst. It, it, like I said, it's, it's not because players aren't doing what they should be doing. I'm just not getting the excitement from that matchup that I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm putting the Denver Suns as my worst. That's honestly... I'm leaning towards the same boat. Then I'm going to go off the script here. I'm not going to go towards the game side, but the um, controversy between Yachik, Yachik, and um, the owner, and having that little bit of an ordeal yeah. for the shove. I mean, why are you? It, in my honest opinion, when I saw the highlights of it, it looked like the owner was trying to stick his nose into Yachik's business. Like, in my opinion, I get it. You're the owner of the team, but you just need to sit down and, or even at least get out of the way and just let them do what they're doing. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think Nik- Nikola Jokic really did anything to like deserve what he, yeah. you know, what he got out of. And take it for granted he's he, not being suspended. He had a he had a fine uh, that came out against him that I just saw that pop up earlier today. I think it was something like twenty five thousand. Really? If I'm wrong, put that in the comments if you know the number. Wow. Uh, put that down in the in the comments. But you know, just silly. I think he got kicked out of that game. Did he get ejected? I think he did. He, he at least got a technical. I know that yeah. much. But I don't remember if he got ejected from that game. But he still put up 50-some points, I think, last night. Have a game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was his career career, career playoff high. So yeah. Just an amazing game from him. It, it, it is a fun game, but I just expect more excitement, I guess. Uh, so, But, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that that whole ordeal kind of makes that, that series not so fun. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just I, I don't see a good a good team coming from either of those. So I kind of feel like whoever the winner of that is is not going to be able to compete with the L.A. Golden State winner. Yeah. Uh, you know, either way that that turns out. But we're going to talk a little bit about Oklahoma softball. Uh, like most of you who are, are regular to the show, you know I'm a huge Oklahoma fan. I started following Oklahoma softball a while back, uh, just before they really started this dynasty. But before we get to that, I want to start off by mentioning one of our another uh, another one of our, our sponsors, and that is a sponsor that, of course, I am going to endorse with all of my heart because it is Mall of Rose Golf. Mall of Rose Golf is an amazing site to go to to find a polo that works for you because we all want to go to the golf course and play good, but sometimes that takes a little bit of work. It doesn't take any work at all to look good because you can go to mallofrose.com 
and use code RISINGTO for 10% off anything. Just go to the, the site. If you click on something, you can use that code. You can put 50 things in your cart and still use that code and get 10% off. It's an amazing deal, and we are offering it to you for being a listener of this show. We are actually powered by Mahler Bros Golf. Uh, it is a business that I started, uh, and so, of course, I'm going to endorse it with everything that I have, but it really is some of the most comfortable polos, uh, and I have not found a polo that competes with Mahler Bros Golf. I think it fits really well. Uh, it is a slim fit for most of them, but we just now added a regular fit. Uh, I believe that's what we call them as regular fit. Um, they're, they're more of a looser fit for guys who don't want that slim fit, but they still fit amazing. They feel amazing. They look amazing. So it doesn't take anything at all to look good on the golf course. And we all want to feel good on the golf course too. In Muller Bros Golf, we have amazing polos that make you feel amazing on the course because they're extremely lightweight. Uh, and, you know, we, we have actually had guys come up and, you know, check out our polos and be like, man, those are really cool. Uh, and I tell them, well, that's actually my business. Go check them out. And we've had, we've had people buy them and, and love them on the golf course. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll come up and ask, to, you know, like, well, what does it feel like? And I'll, I'll reach out and let them, let them feel it. No homo. Uh, and, you know, let, let them kind of feel that product. And, you know, so that they can actually see what it feels like. And it really is some of the most comfortable fabric. And it's recycled fabric, too, which is eco-friendly. Eco so why not, why not go over to mallofrose.com? We also have some T-shirts, really fun T-shirts to wear for golfers who don't necessarily want to wear a polo. Uh, we also have mugs and tumblers, hats, all kinds of things, and we're trying to expand. So go over there, mahlerbros.com, that's M-A-H-L-E-R, bros.com, and use code RISINGTO, that's R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O, for 10% off. It's an amazing deal, so why don't you go do it right now? Josh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. If there's an opportunity to where you see a, a different company have like a similar design, but kind of a little bit different, is there a way that they can reach out to you and you can try and work a little bit of a situation or even like work a like a design-wise that they can reach out to you about for trying to do something with Mahler Bros? Yeah, that's, that's something we actually take pride in is that we design our polos. You know, I, I actually go in and design exactly what I want and my supplier works with me really well. Uh, they, they come out and I've, I haven't been disappointed yet. Uh, so yeah, I'll actually go on there and design it. And for people who are listening to the show, you can always comment. Uh, you can go... And, uh, you know, reach out to us that way or on social media. But you can also go to MullerBros.com, click on the contact button, and send us an email. Uh, so you, that's, that's another way that you can contact us. And that's something that we've actually had in the past is customers looking and saying, man, I really like your stuff, but do you have something with this? We had a dolphin uh, polo that people wanted a dolphin uh, design on it. And Wasn't like, there a salmon one too? Or? Yeah, there's, there's one with fish all over it. Yeah. Uh, and I think Britain was actually the one that kind of came up with really? that idea. So, you know, I was able to, to create the design the way that we envisioned it, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and customers will say, hey, do you have something like this? Uh, there's one that I really need to get on making right now that we're trying to make uh, one with, with chickens or roosters all over it, uh, that somebody wanted one with roosters. Uh, so that's, that's something, you know, we have customers reach out to us, and something that we take pride in, uh, something that we love to do, too, because I don't want to make a polo that I think looks cool. I want something that you think looks cool, so why not? Uh, give us an, you know, give us a, uh, you know, reach out to us, send us an email, click on the contact button on there, or just uh, reach out to us on social media too. Mm -hmm. Mahler Bros, we have an Instagram and a Facebook on there too, so go check us out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far to be able to have that kind of a control over the polos and stuff like that too. Yeah, and it was kind of funny how uh, I got introduced to Mahler Bros because we went golfing the other day, and I thought, 
I can put this face off. I'm like, where the heck did you get that poem? I'm like, wait a minute, that's your own company, yeah. man. Like, and I literally felt like a goon, so I pulled out my phone. I'm looking through all the different designs, like you mentioned. Then I think I ordered three last night. I think at least three or four. I can't remember exactly. I have to look at my invoice order, but I'm really excited. Then they truly are, because I was one of those people. No homo again. And um, I felt your share. I'm like, man, I need to seriously get myself one of these. And then know, you, started, you started kind of rubbing it all over. Yeah, the I'm, I just, I'm you know, sorry. It was I mean, a little homo. I'm sorry, but we don't I mean, hate for that though, no so. we don't but no no we're, it really is i think it's it's just lightweight and it's soft and it's a like i said eco-friendly so go check them out mollybros.com but let's jump into it. oklahoma softball you know i'm a big fan of oklahoma softball if, so if i can't watch since 2017 i think 18 that's a lot longer than 19. i have 18 or 19. Okay. Uh, so, you know, that's whenever I really started getting into it. Because I always kind of saw that, hey, they're pretty good, cool. Right. But it's softball. Who cares about softball? But Don't give a bad rap on softball. I started watching it, and it's just there's a passion in softball. I personally enjoy watching women's softball more than men's baseball, especially MLB for sure. Uh, but even college baseball, I think I like women's softball better because – you just see more passion, more love for the game in it, and a more, more team uh, involvement. I think because yeah. you see, you see the girls out, out there; they're constantly doing chants in the dugouts, oh, yeah. and they're just having a blast. Uh, and I, I love to see that passion being poured into the sport. But you know, and, and I want all of you guys as listeners to always correct me, make sure that make sure that you, you put me in my place if I'm not giving another team a shout out. We've done this with South Carolina basketball, uh, with the women's basketball when they had their amazing streak yeah. uh, and, and it was a, a historical moment for them to make to have that kind of run. Uh, we give shout outs to, to teams for having those kinds of streaks. We, we give the, the Tampa Bay Rays a shout out and I'm not a fan of those so I want to be completely unbiased yeah. but I do think it's worth mentioning that Oklahoma softball tied their own record that they set last season uh, if I remember correctly but they tied their own record for consecutive wins and that's 41 straight Ooh. wins and that's all this season Man. they lost one game this season if i remember correctly they're 46 and one who did they lose to they Was lost to baylor, baylor early in the season and came back to sweep them in a in a series later on in the season yeah. uh, so you know they go against baylor in one of these tournaments uh they, they lose by one point and baylor was talking so much crap but you don't do that to oklahoma no, you because don't. whenever they lost to baylor we talked about this on the show. UCLA was talking a lot of smack. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're the new number one. Step aside. I think a week later, they have to play Oklahoma. And what happens? They get, they get, they get just completely killed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, just don't sleep on this Oklahoma Sooners team. They've got they've had a dynasty for a while. Patty Gasso has has that team under. Wired. Yeah, I mean, they're, they are under great supervision. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, she has been doing amazing since she's been a coach. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's been really fun to watch them. And as an Oklahoma fan, of course, I love watching them go on this tear. But 41 straight games, that's not easy for any team in any sport ever. It's already hard enough to win one game for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, looking at the softball perspective, like you said, I wasn't as big of a softball fan as you started to. Like, as you started and watching more softball, you got into it. Like, I'm kind of in the same boat now. Like, I started to watch more college softball than their hype level. Holy cow! Like it, it literally looks like you're at a college football game, but you're really yeah. at a softball diamond. Holy cow! Well, and Oklahoma also had you know they've got a huge fan base because of how good they are too. Mm -hmm. And uh, their fan base is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean they they do they sell out games like crazy. Literally. Uh, and you know whenever I looked at the prices here recently, 
to buy the entire event for the women's softball tournament right now is more expensive than to go to the, the World Series for men's baseball. No kidding. Uh, which to me is crazy because it's not that big of an event. But I think it's because you have brands like UCLA and Florida State and Oklahoma that have been so good for so long and making yeah. something of themselves. And Oklahoma State as well. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. Texas is another one. Um, but Oklahoma just now proved that they're not just the best in the nation. They're also the best in Oklahoma because they swept Oklahoma State this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so really fun to see that rivalry uh, come to a close with Oklahoma stealing it from them. But, uh, yeah, just we want to give shout-outs when we see these historic moments like this. And Oklahoma, uh, with their next their next game, could simply just break this, this record that I, they just broke last year. So just an amazing season so far. Only one loss in the season so far. I hope they can keep it up. And, I really just don't see how anyone can win a series of three against this team either. Who does Oklahoma Oklahoma have for their next series in softball? I don't recall who their next one is. It might be te Texas Tech. I don't remember if we've played them yet. Um, but they just have a few more series left in the Big 12. Right. And then it's on to the to the, World, you know, the the Women's Softball World Series. So uh, it's, it's going to be a fun season. Definitely. I, I encourage for you guys, especially if you're a baseball fan, go check out some, some college softball. Uh, if you have ESPN Plus, I think a lot of it's on there now. Yeah, uh, you can check out a lot there. It's it really is a fun sport to follow. And I, shout out to Larry, um, my my buddy Larry. He's the one that got me into. It. He's a Florida State fan, and uh, you know he was like, "Matt, you you got to check it out." And I was like, "Man, this is actually pretty fun." And uh, one season, I think it was the 2019 season, maybe 2020, uh, Oklahoma and Florida State played against each other, so we had a lot of fun. Uh, watching that series together, and I think that was the season when I really got into it. Right. Uh, and so to watch them win that, and now they're, uh, I think, three in a row or working on their third third straight national championship. Just an amazing team, but it's a sport overall. Whatever whatever team you're a fan of, I think you'll really enjoy the sport. But let's jump on. It's getting close to college football season, and it's been killing us here on this show. Yes. Uh, especially for, I know Britton Blake and I are big-time college football fans. Jeremy's getting more and more into it as the years go on. Yeah. Uh, you, Definitely got into it over Thanksgiving with us. Oh, definitely. I got I got the front row seat in the college football. Holy cow, that was when when you're around our family and any kind of rivalry game, it's going to be intense. But especially if you're around our family for the Iowa Nebraska rivalry, oh man, uh, and seeing what's going on, especially with my brother. Um, but uh, we love him, and that's why he's part of the team. Dude, that was so but, fun. I literally pulled up a bucket of popcorn. I just literally watched YouTube <laughs> more than watched the college game. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's just so much. There, there's it's been a, it's been a passion of ours. Uh, Britton and I had dreams when we were younger to play college football. We ended up going different paths, um, but you know, I just it just didn't didn't work out for what we, you know, we really just didn't pursue it the way that we intended to. So just a different career path for us. But we still love the game so much, and so I kind of wanted to take a look at some big time QB uh, battles that we're going to see mm -hmm. in college football this season. Uh, I want to start off with Texas because. We have to realize uh, that Texas and Oklahoma, I know Oklahoma signed, I think it was, uh, man, I, I'm forgetting the date, I think it was July of next year is when they're officially going to be the members SEC. with the SEC. Yeah. So we have to remember that Oklahoma and Texas, I think Texas would be the same. Uh, I would have to assume so, because I know next season, makes sense. next fall so, season, next season, next season, SEC as well, so I would assume that'd be the same as where Oklahoma's going to fall. So yeah. Texas, they've got a pretty big, a pretty big, QB battle on their hands, and I don't think it's necessarily going to go to Archie Manning, but Quint Ewers has to at least compete really well because we know that Archie's got got the brand name. Oh, definitely. We know that he's going to be in the talks. Um, so, do you do you think Archie Manning's able to find playing time this year, or do you think Quint Ewers plays it out 
and maybe Quinn Ewers goes the goes the NFL this year, and Archie steps in next year and Texas's inaugural inaugural year in the SEC. I mean, you gotta. It's gonna be a, a coin toss. My last opinion because, like you just mentioned, is he gonna go to the NFL? Then have um, Archie being the in the next starter. Like in my opinion, oh, I, I honestly can't give you a good answer, but it's honestly gonna be a really good battle to whoever gets the starting job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 something too. Like I said, I don't think Quinn Ewers loses the job this year, and even as the the season goes on, I don't think he loses the job. Right. But it creates a battle, which that competition is not just good for Clint Ewers because it propels him to play better, knowing that there's a big brand, name brand behind him. Oh, yeah, it it's not like there's nobody on the bench that could take over if he screws up too much. Mm-hmm. There is a big brand, name brand on the bench right behind him there's plenty. that he needs to at least worry about a little bit, but not, not to the extent that he needs to get in his own head. But to the extent that that can propel his playing, right. that can that can really push him forward in his in his talents. So that competition is really good for him, but it's also good for Archie because yeah, Archie sure. knows if Quinn Ewers messes up, I get to step in. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm I'm that next man up. I know I know the name brand that I am. Right. I try not to let that get to my head. And I think he's done a good job so far from from the sounds of it. Yeah. But he knows who he is and he knows how good he is. Right. Uh, and so you know, don't think for a minute that Archie isn't playing to his fullest, fullest as Potential, well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to, to see this competition, I think it's really good for both of them, to, pro- to propel both of them, because now next year, if Archie does step into those shoes, he's ready to go. Definitely. And and the greatest, we won't go there yet. Yeah, let's um, say calm down. <laughs> he's he's going to be going to a pretty decent, you know, probably the second best conference, maybe tied for second best. Yeah. So, you know, just an okay conference. Until it's, next year when Oklahoma comes in, oh, then they'll be the best. Man, you're throwing five works against with Blake right there. Man, <laughs> but, Blake is going to chow you down like a dog on a bone. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but another another QB battle that I want to look at, it's over in the SEC. We know that uh, we see Stetson Bennett moving on. He goes to the NFL. Uh, so now Georgia's kind of got a little bit of questions. Uh, and I think, you know, most most likely we're going to see, uh, I believe it's Carson Beck or Stockton. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, that was that was their number one, but I think it was Stockton. Uh, so you know we we've got kind of a, a battle between them, and then also Brock, Brock Vandegrift, who was another really high recruit. Um, so you're kind of seeing three QBs kind of step in. Uh, so I mean, do you see? I, I guess I won't even really jump into speculation of who's able to start, um, just because I think time will tell. And uh, but do you think this competition will be good enough for Georgia to bounce back and still have maybe a three-peat type of year? Or do you think that Georgia's maybe going to have a slower offensive year um, and, and maybe not do as well as they have in the past two years? In my opinion, it's it's still going to be a good Georgia team. Don't get me wrong. Georgia's always known to have good college football in their seasons. But, I mean, also in the same boat, I do kind of agree with you, Josh. I think this might be the year they might slow down a tiny bit. Like, obviously, like you mentioned, now who the heck is going to be the one, the top guy to take the reins? Georgia Bulldogs. But yeah. Like, you look at it, Georgia has always had great, great players. Just even looking into the NFL, there's so many players that came from Georgia going into the NFL, but that's on a different topic. But I think, I think this will be a year that Georgia, they settle, like they slow down a little bit, but they'll still definitely keep their name in the running for everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think 
knowing who Kirby Smart is and how he's been stacking recruiting classes on each other, mm -hmm. I think they're going to be strong on defense still. I think they're still going to have one of the toughest in the league. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, and I, I did have to, to look at my notes, too, to try to find the, the names, too. So uh, it's kind of between Beck and Vandergriff uh, right now is what it looks like. Right. It looks like they've been getting a lot of the first, first uh, team reps and stuff like that. So okay. it'll be interesting to kind of see who jumps in there. And another top dog that's really interesting to see uh, is over with Alabama because now, again, they're without a quarterback, and they've done this. They, they had Jalen Hurts move on, and we knew that Tua was going to step up. They had Mac Jones before that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and seeing the progression there. And then now Bryce Young moving on to the NFL. Who's going to take over there? So it was kind of a, a contender between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Um, but then now, and I'm, I didn't write his name down, uh, but we're seeing uh, Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're seeing Tommy Reese now jump over. Uh, with them uh, again. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know why that's that's who I'm thinking it is. They came from Notre Dame, um, but you know we're we're seeing three pretty good quarterbacks that could uh, all potentially get that starting position. Jalen Milrow has some time with the team from last year. He was able to kind of jump in for uh, for Bryce Young whenever he was hurt. So you know we're kind of seeing this competition here. Do you have a front runner that you say you stick with? Uh, when it comes to those those three quarterbacks kind of being talked about? I honestly want to kind of say the backup for Bryce Young. I can't remember what it Jalen Milrow. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Milrow. I think he's going to be the one to honestly start. Like you mentioned, while Jay, while he was hurt, he definitely had to step up into the step up into the reins and take it by take it right there from the get-go. I mean, how else really can you do it? It's not like you have a week to practice, then all of a sudden you, you know from the day before you're getting the start of the game, but... You just jumped right in, and then he did pretty good for for just jumping right into it. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, he was still able to keep their their team afloat. Exactly, they, they did just fine. Exactly, and in my honest opinion, I think he's going to be the ones to get the start. Yeah, I, I like that, and I, I I hope that he is able to because I think he's such a threat on his legs mm -hmm. too. Uh, and he's and stupid fast. I I see, you know, and I'm not trying to compare him directly to Jalen Hurts, but I see a lot of Jalen Hurts type running in him. Definitely. Uh, you know, just because he's kind of a bigger, faster guy that's able to kind of power through when he needs to. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like his play style a lot. I, I do like the idea of him with his with the time that he's had uh, with the team, too. Uh, and another one is Ohio State. We're seeing C.J. Stroud go on. Yeah. Who's going to step up for him? And right now we have Kyle McCord. Kind of seems like, to me, like maybe he's the front runner. Um, but then we also have Devin Brown. Regardless of that QB room, I have to feel like with with guys like uh, Amuka Ibuka, uh, I'm trying to I'm not saying his name wrong. I know it, uh, but we know who who I'm talking about. Yeah, Ibuka. Uh, we have him, and then also Marvin Harrison Marvin Jr. Harrison Jr. Yeah. So I mean, you've got two wide receivers that we know for a fact. Marvin Harrison Jr. Maybe being one of the best wide receivers in the entire in the entire NCAA this year, and and, and all of college football. I don't see another wide receiver that's going to compete with him as far as the stats he's able to put up mm -hmm. uh, and with his skill level. Uh, we, we saw, really, without Marvin Harrison Jr., and, and, and no, no credit taken away from C.J. Stroud, he found him. He was able to connect with him. He was able to put the ball where it needed to be yeah. and really come out in clutch time against Georgia, but I don't think that Ohio State was able to, to make it that close with Georgia and have a chance to win that game without Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Uh, so, w regardless, I feel like you see like Ohio State, their offense is still going to be just as good and still firing on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. It's 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 the Ohio State. I mean, what else can you really say? I know your wife's going to love hearing me say that. I mean, it's the Ohio State. What else more can you really ask for? I mean, yeah. they're definitely all – they're not a team that's going to be 
that's going to go all of a sudden dramatically downhill. That's it, they're still going to be obviously in the name of every everybody's talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just I, with that, and I believe I believe both Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson are still both on their team, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a good duo in the backfield. I mean, I just I don't see that offense slowing down regardless of who's at Ohio State mm-hmm. uh, for quarterback. And we've seen some amazing quarterbacks at Ohio State too. Uh, you know, we've we've had guys that transfer in like Justin Fields. We we've had guys like uh, Braxton Miller who really had a he, he did have a good good campaign with with uh, the uh, the Buckeyes. You know, and, and uh, seeing what they were able to do there, and we, we even backing it up to uh, you know uh, who was it? It was Braxton Miller, uh, J T. Barrett, and uh, Cardell Jones. Card Jones, yeah. Yeah, so, so being able to, to kind of see the guys that they've had and on the bench even seeing guys like Joe Burr come out of there and, and being able to see what, what the, the cold Joe Burrow is able to do <laughs> and, you know, go down to LSU and put up ungodly numbers. Uh, numbers. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, just seeing what they're able to do. I don't have any doubts at all for them. Um, and I, I think it's going to be really fun to see that one play out, though. Uh, I, I think another one that I'm, I'm kind of curious about is because we just got some news that uh, we have the uh, the Michigan State quarterback going to Auburn. Uh, Thornton, he's going to be going down to, to Auburn. Uh, they still have Robbie Ashford there. He's still part of the team. Mm-hmm. He's he's still competing. Mm-hmm. But do we see? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's it's. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name now. I didn't Blake put it down in my right on the spot. He, he would too, and he'd be mad at me for, yeah. for forgetting who he is. But Michigan State quarterback Thorne. Uh, I don't know why I can't think of his name though. Um, but you have him going against Ashford. Kind of looking at that that matchup, I really don't know who you pick. And I think with this transfer coming in, he does have more eligible years. Yeah. So do you stay with Robbie Ashford and seeing what he's able to do on the ground and give him maybe a competition to? Make him a better quarterback, uh, or do you go over? Uh, is it Peyton Thorne? Yeah, it's Peyton. Peyton uh, Thorne. Yeah, it is. Is, Peyton is that Thorne. right? I want to say you're right, Josh. I, I, I kept on wanting to say it was a P name, but uh, you know, do you, do you go with Thorne or do you stay with Ashford? I honestly kind of want to stay with Ashford a little bit, in my opinion. Like, like you said, he has more time. He has more time, correct? Yeah. Or, I mean, you you even obviously start to see how he does in the beginning of the year, then obviously make that transition, like some college teams have to do, make that transition. But, I mean, I honestly kind of want to see him start and see what could potentially happen. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, uh, he, he had a very good, really, couple of years, I think. I think he was only a sophomore over at Michigan State. Yeah, uh, and we have to remember, Kenneth Walker was there his first year, and I think he still threw for 20-some touchdowns. That's cool. uh, you know, and so, I mean, he, he had some crazy good numbers at, at Michigan State, and I think he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I, I still feel like... I know I know Blake's not gonna like this, but I still feel like Casey Thompson would have been a better fit. But it looks like he's probably gonna go to oh, FAU. Uh, from the sounds of it, he's probably gonna go to FAU with his old coach that I believe recruited him, recruited him and Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so regardless, I don't know. I think this is still a very good setup, and I think that that uh, Hugh Freeze knows what he's talking about and what he's doing yeah. there at Auburn. Um, so just another another matchup that I see, and there, I think there's others too, and we'll probably talk about some more. Uh, some more competitions going on right. as we get closer to the college football, uh, you know, the season coming up and everything. Yeah. But it's going to be a really fun battle, uh, kind of just in general, kind overall. of caras- carousel that we're going to see yeah. because there's there's a few that we might see not get that position. I think another one was up in in uh, Wisconsin because they have two different Oklahoma 
uh, quarterbacks that they got. Yeah, really? Because they, they got uh, Tanner Mordecai. He was down at SMU from Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, he transfers up to Wisconsin. I, I have to believe that he's going to step in for the first year under Luke Fickle. Um, but then they just pulled over, uh, I believe it was, who was it? Nick Evers, I believe, is who it was oh, okay. that they pulled over too. So two Oklahoma quarterbacks. Yeah, literally. Thought. Oklahoma showdown. But no, I mean, I, I, I hope that they do well too. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm not usually the kind, like Spencer Rattler before his statement uh, against Oklahoma, I was rooting for him. Yeah. I wanted him to do good over at, at uh, South Carolina. I don't blame him one bit for disliking the you know, the, what, what happened at Oklahoma. They treated him poorly, and I don't blame him one bit. Uh, and honestly, I don't think there was a whole lot of Oklahoma fans that were going to take credit for him, Literally. Uh, the, the way that he thinks, just because they didn't treat him well. No, uh, I personally see a lot of talent in the kid. I think he's he's got physical talent. He just needs to work on his QB IQ, his right. football IQ. Right. Uh, and, and that's the only thing that I see from him, and that's what I've said the entire time. Yeah. He's got the talent, and I don't blame his last year on him. No. Uh, his last year at Oklahoma. Uh, so you know, his his statement. He should have chose his words a little better. I think he should have uh, thought a little harder because harder there was fans him. like me who would have supported him and still cheered him on right. uh, going forward. And I wouldn't have claimed him the way that uh, you know the the way that Alabama was trying to claim Jalen Hurts or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I would have. You know, taking pride in the fact that you know I, I was able to cheer for that guy, and I stuck with him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of these fans that was saying to, to, to bench him. No. Um, but you know, anyways, you know, I, I am rooting for those guys going up to Wisconsin too. It's, it's fun to see your 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 the guys that you're rooting for kind of jump around and stuff like that too. Absolutely, it's always fun to see stuff like that. But uh, who who do you? I mean, I guess since we're on the topic, who do you see as maybe pick a couple of teams that you see as big teams? coming up in college football this year that you think could really run the table and do something big? Oh, boy. I hate being on the spot, but this always makes it fun. Yeah, I mean, that put, putting us on the spot is kind of where I, I find it. I honestly want to say maybe Auburn can definitely surprise some people this year. I know, obviously, like we've talked about having from Michigan State quarterback jumping over to Auburn, and then that's definitely going to be something to watch for, but I'm a Dogs fan, so you definitely got to – Guys, to show some pride in the Georgia Bulldogs, but it's so, you're, so you're staying in the SEC. I'm staying in the SEC. Blake's gonna be proud of me. I'm staying in the SEC. Honestly, I'm probably staying in the SEC as well. And I think one team that I'm putting up there that I think could really turn heads and shock people because they had an amazing first year under Brian Kelly, and that is LSU. Ooh, LSU. So LSU, I mean, they shocked me on how well they did last year. Mm-hmm. People were calling for maybe Brian Kelly wasn't the right coach at the beginning of the season. I, I was even on the board, you know, on the train saying, just slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Don't be jumping on that train. Just too, take too one quick. step at a time. You can't be putting that kind of pressure on a coach that had like three games. Literally, you know, he had a he had a down game against Florida State. And understandably so for the for the fans to be upset about the performance there. But uh, there was a lot of drama going on at the beginning of the season. The way that he corrected that drama, uh, he got Butte back on board. He was, yeah. He had a phenomenal year. Uh, he was able to help Jalen Daniels kind of get settled in and really honed in on his skill set. Uh, and I think they, they turned that season around big time Definitely. from where they started. They were able to beat Alabama, make it to the to the SEC championship game. So they, they won the West. Literally. That's not easy to do. Never. Uh, so, so win the West, make it to the SEC championship in Brian Kelly's first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, just an amazing season. Amazing season from them. 100%. Uh, and so I believe nine, nine wins on the season. Uh, and so just you can't expect much more out of, out of a first-year coach. Uh, and I didn't have high hopes for him in his first year. I thought maybe eight, 
eight was kind of his cap, seven or eight. Uh, and so he was able to do that. Another team that I think we can expect a lot from is Michigan. They're going to have J.J. Yeah. McCarthy coming back. They've got Blake Corm in the backfield again, mm-hmm. and I expect him to be working really hard in this offseason to get back out on the field full force. So that's another team that I kind of see making their way back up there into the talks for sure. Yeah, you can definitely never sleep on the Wolverines. I mean, take it for granted outside of just being able to hear in their stadium, but I mean, you could definitely never sleep on the Wolverines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't count the dogs out one bit, but those are the two teams that I really see stepping up and making a big splash yeah. this year for sure. No matter what, just we're obviously excited for college football and getting ready to see it come around the corner. It's just going to be absolutely fun here this year, in my yeah. opinion. And for all of our watchers, our, 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 uh, you know, our audience, whether you're watching or listening, uh, you can make sure to stay tuned, make sure to like and subscribe, hit the notification bell, because not only do we go live, and we try to keep that on, on a regular time frame, Monday, Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., uh, Friday at 4.30 p.m., sometimes we have to push it up like we did last Friday, uh, just for scheduling purposes. But uh, not only that, but we also have, uh, you can follow us on social media, we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we've got uh, a guy that's going to be working with us to kind of get uh, the Tic Tacs. Uh, is that what it's called? Tic Tac? Sure, whatever tic-tac-tac. you want to say. We say Tic Tac, so you say Tic Tac. Go, go check them out. Uh, check us out on there. Um, but then also stay tuned because we're talking about college football. We're so excited for college football to start, but we're also going to have a tailgating tour. I know for sure that Jeremy and, uh, and Britton and I are going to be able to jump around to a couple of different uh, campuses this year and do a tailgating tour. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk to fans at tailgating parties. It's going to be a blast, man. I'm, I'm really wait. excited. Uh, it's going to take up our weekends, but I think it's going to be worth it, man. It's oh. going to be so much fun. We're going to make it for sure to Nebraska. Uh, and I think, who else did we have on that? Well, we're going to go to, go to try to go down to Colorado, possibly. That one's kind of a tough one to make it to, yeah. but we're trying to reach to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and I think Iowa we're going to talk, talk to some Michigan fans. Uh, we're going to talk. Iowa State, I think, was on the list. I yeah. think, was there a Kansas or Kansas State? I think K-State. Uh, and then I know for me, anyways, I'm going to try to make it down to Oklahoma as well. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to try to work something out uh, to where Blake can probably hit up Auburn as well. So we're going to have a lot of different fans to talk to. We're going to try to split it up. It's going to be really fun. Definitely. Uh, so and hopefully you guys can enjoy too. But we thank you guys so much for watching, for listening. Like I said, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell on YouTube. Hit the like button, comment below, let us know, uh, you know, comment about something that we, we said, uh, comment about what you hate about us. Uh, I don't care. Just give us some, some sort of criticism. I don't care. Just help us out in the comments down below. Beat the algorithms. Uh, we thank you guys so much for your support. If you're, wa- if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to, give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Go to our social media pages, share that as well. Uh, we thank all of you guys so much for your support, for everything you do for us. And until next time.